You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast for Wednesday, May the 4th. Once again, May the 4th be with you. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on your podcasting platform for the first time, May the 4th be with you. Late night edition scheduling was just difficult today for me, so doing this late night edition, it will get out before midnight, so it still will be out on Wednesday, but I'm sure many of you will be listening to this on Thursday, which is totally fine. We'll have another episode out for you Thursday afternoon, talking about the Giants game, and the Giants series, rather. But this episode, today, the one talking about right now, is brought to you by Blue Nile. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com, and Locked On Sports listeners will get $50 off $500 when using the promo code Locked On. Cardinals split the games in Kansas City. Overall, take three out of four this year in the I-70 series. Not the end of the world. Not the worst thing, taking three out of four. You know, if you win 75% of your games, of course, over the course of a season, that's going to end up with a pretty good uh, win total and a pretty good seed in the postseason, I would say. But uh, definitely the, the way that they were able to, to win these games raises questions, for lack of a better lack of a better phrase, right? And talking about the, the the theme that has been going on in the Cardinal offense, which Danny Mack and Jim Edmonds talked a lot about today on the telecast, was the idea of feast or famine. And so far, it has been either feast or famine. I think Danny Mack said over the last week or something of that nature uh, that they have scored either less than two runs or more than seven, which I don't think is sustainable. I, I don't think it's something that the Cardinals can rely on. I don't think anybody should be able to rely on an offense like that that does have such a high ceiling and such a low, low floor. It, it, it's 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 frustrating because you don't know which offense is the real offense. You don't really know is it the offense that's scoring zero to two runs a game, striking out seven, eight, nine extra amounts of times per game. Or is the, the team getting 15 hits? It seems like the Cardinals always seem to get 15 hits whenever they score a lot of runs. They scored um, 10 times yet to, uh, today and got eight hits, a lot of um, extra base hits, especially in that five-run first inning. Um, but which offense is a real offense? I don't, I don't know. I think it's obviously some sort of combination between the two that we're talking about. I think it's closer to the team that's going, that can score five, six, seven runs a game, right? But we haven't seen that theme consistently. We have not seen them... Literally, the only two Cardinals that have been consistent this year have been Nolan Arenado, who's coming off a Player of the Month um, award win for the St. Louis Cardinals, and Paul Goldschmidt, who really only started getting it going here recently. Because the first portion of the month, Goldschmidt was really struggling. And even today, he had three walks, but he was 0 for 2, so the average will sit at 279. Uh, but Goldschmidt getting on base and still getting things done, um, he was able to score a run because of one of those three walks. I mean, his on-base percentage this year sits at a crisp 374, uh, which is almost majority of his OPS. OPS is 769. So th- the point is, is that Nolan Arnado has really been the driving force in the offense this year. He had a big three-run home run in the first inning today. He had RBIs late as well. He has been the driving force. He has been the guy. He has been, whether the Cardinals are feasting or famining, I don't really, uh, suffering from famine, whatever. He's been the guy that, that's been there no matter what, for the most part. Obviously, when the Cardinals scored one run on Monday, it was Goldsmith that hit the home run, so I understand it's not 100%. But still, Arnado has been the guy this year. Little side note, he could be well on his way to the MVP. Just saying. He's having that kind of year. 
But regardless, this feast or famine that the Cardinals are going about right now, not sustainable. Because especially when you run into teams like you're going to run into this weekend with the San Francisco Giants that have some pretty darn good pitching. As of right now, as we sit here at close to 11 o'clock on Wednesday night, May 4th, Cardinals or Giants sit at 14-9. and Their starters have not been announced yet, but they have some good starters. Feast or famine is not going to work with those kind of arms when you run into those kind of arms. It's not going to work in October. And again, it's May, so I'm not trying to freak out and just whatever. Just absolutely lose my mind on anything. But the Cardinals need to find some sort of consistency. And I think that we'll talk about it in detail in the second segment in terms of who stepped up. But there are signs of them being able to find that consistency. But there are also signs, right, of when you talk about the feast, well, who are they feasting off of? Who are they scoring a lot of runs off of? Diamondbacks were one on Sunday um, and Thursday as well, last Thursday. The Mets, when they scored 10 runs, it was off, you know, that, that, that's a pretty good number to have against the Mets, so that's pretty good. But today, Chris Bubik, he's had an awful year. There were bullpen members up in the second batter. His final line, own, or excuse me, one-third of an innings pitched, two hits, four runs, all of them earned. He walked two. And even the out he got, Albert, was a line drive up the middle to center fielder with a 3-0 count. His ERA balloons up to 13.14. Spoiler alert, that's not good. So there's also the argument of having, of saying, rather, that, oh, the offense was just really good today because the opposing pitching was really bad. And I get it. I understand that argument 100%. Like that, that's a valid argument. But I will say that that's not the only reason, right? This, this team is full, at least on paper, and at least in terms of the names and in terms of what you expect from them, is a good offensive team. They're not putting it all together right now. That, that, that's plain and simple. The consistency is not there. The mark of a good team, I've talked about this a lot, is how are they able to weather the storm? Cardinals are, are weathering it right now. They've got just enough pitching to get by so far. Wainwright tonight was phenomenal. Talk about him as well in a little bit. Dakota Hudson was decent yesterday, although he was hit pretty hard, so the sabermetrics weren't very kind to him. But they're, 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 they're getting by right now. They, they really are just getting by. They sit at 14-10, and 10, second place in the National League Central. How long are they going to be able to just get by? I don't know. You have to expect at some point Arnaldo's going to cool off at least a little bit, come back down to earth just a little bit. You don't know what O'Neill's going to give you. Shortstops hit or miss or miss, it seems like now. The outfield, you don't know outside of that. Goldschmidt usually is a pretty consistent hitter post-April, and we're there, but I don't think that this feast or famine offense can survive much longer. You've got to pick a lane, and preferably don't pick the lane of, oh, this team's a bad offense. <laughs> But find some consistency. I guess pick a lane isn't the best phrasing for this uh, context, but find consistency would be the better verbiage for that, be the better way to phrase that. Find some consistency because when, when this team hits, they're exciting to watch. When this team doesn't hit, they are boring. Straight up. And I love a good pitcher's duel. I really do. Those of you who have been listening and watching for a long time know I'm a big proponent of pitching. I love a good pitcher's duel. But when this like when, when other teams don't hit, I feel like they're just more exciting. Maybe it's because I watch the Cardinals every day and whatnot. But 
When this team doesn't hit, it's it's borderline unwatchable. Borderline. I still watch, but borderline unwatchable. Cardinals got to pick a lane, and I think that they're starting. To, they're going to start to pick the lane of improvement because there is one guy that I want to single out that had a good day today, and it's not just the fact that he oh he had a couple hits, but I'll tell you why I'm impressed with him and why I think he can be a real catalyst for this offense moving forward coming up here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about our title sponsor, and that's BlueNile.com. It's the original online jeweler with whether you're a high-income adult or otherwise, BlueNile.com is the website for you because they have fine jewelry at every single price point. They have Mother's Day options coming forward as well. Whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every single mom. You can shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. And if you're looking for fine jewelry but are having trouble shopping, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via the phone or the chat function to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Mark Mother's Day with something enduring at BlueNile.com. And if you're celebrating that special woman in your life as well, on BlueNile.com you can easily navigate thousands of fine jewelry options, once again, at every single price point. So this Mother's Day, give mom she'll, some, give mom she'll treasure forever. Give mom something she'll treasure forever, excuse me, with the fine jewelry of BlueNile.com. Locked on Sports listeners get $50 off $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. So don't wait. Don't delay. It's this Sunday for those of you who don't know. That's code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. You can shop stress-free and find your forever peace at BlueNile.com today. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen on most days today. I'm aware it's probably not your first, but be sure to make Locked On Now your second listen of the day. Is something They do something that no other network does, giving you insights and analysis from around Major League Baseball, as well as other news from around the sporting world. So go to listen to Locked On Now next. We talked about it on Monday. Who needs to get it going in Kansas City? Might have been yesterday. I forget. I believe it was yesterday. But we, we talked about a couple of guys. We talked about Paul DeYoung a little bit. Talked about Dylan Carlson, Harrison Bader, Molina a little bit. Talked about Molina versus Kisner a lot yesterday, actually. One guy that I kind of glanced over, to be honest with you, was Tyler O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill is off to, or has not been off to a good start, put it that way. He was swinging at what seemed like everything. It really looked like he had no sense of where he was at the plate. Just really lost, right? So on Tuesday, he goes out there. He goes one for four. Gets an RBI. All right, get, get a little, little bit of momentum going. It's 14th RBI. Still hitting third. So after the abysmal offensive day that was Tuesday for the St. Louis Cardinals, Ollie Marmals goes out there and says, all right, that was really bad. Like, really bad. So let's shake things up. What does Marmol to do to shake things up? Well, you still got Evan at the top. Goldsmith second. All right, you can hit Nolan Arenado third. I like it. Albert's hitting fifth. Okay. Juan Yepes, the rookie, making his major league debut, hits fifth. O'Neill slides all the way down to the sixth spot in the order. And I'll tell you what, he produced. Tyler O'Neill today went two for four. He scored two runs, drove in three. He walked once. He did strike out once. His average is above 200, which I know average doesn't mean much in today's game, but it's above 200 now. 
OPS sits at 609. One of his hits went for extra bases, and it was a triple. And it's not just because of the fact that he had a couple hits, drove in a couple runs, he had triple. It's not just that fact that I think, okay, this could be the start of something new. Or something old, I guess, with what he did last year in his career breakout year. Because of how he did it. He was able to drive a ball to the opposite field in the first inning for that triple. He wasn't pulling off the baseball, drove it the other way. O'Neal has supreme power. I think we all know this. And if we don't know this, we, we should know this by now. Uh, he's got power to all fields. He just does. So he didn't hit it out of the ballpark, but he hit a ball hard to right center and hustled for a triple. Michael A. Taylor was not able to cut it off. I guess he used up all of his supreme defensive abilities on Monday, robbing Andrew Kisner of a home run. But he wasn't able to cut it off, and it goes to the wall. He gets a triple. Another base hit later, RBI. Dude was producing. Excuse me. Bro was producing. He got it going. Yes, I know Kansas City pitching, especially the first inning with Bubik. She wasn't good. Really bad pitcher, yada, yada, yada. So I'm not saying that he's going to get it going automatically or whatever, but I do have a prediction. I'll say this. I'm not guaranteeing that he does that, but I'm predicting that he does that. I think this could be the start of a really good stretch for Tyler O'Neill. You remember last year, he didn't get off to the greatest of starts last year post-spring training either in the, to start the regular season. He didn't. But then he got it going and turned it on and hit 34 home runs, career year, hit above 280. I think Tyler O'Neill is somebody that when we talk about who needs to get it going, O'Neill is one of those players. He needs to be in this lineup every day. He needs to be producing in this lineup every day. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So if he's able to get it going, this lineup gets a lot longer, and it gets a lot more scary with Bro Neal in it. Other players we talked about, Bader really didn't get it going in Kansas City. Carlson really didn't either. He had a hit today, or excuse me, got on base today um, with a walk, scored a run, didn't get a hit. He was 0 for 1. Melina, or yeah, Bader and Molina did have a one for five day, had a base hit. That's something. But if you missed my segment on Tuesday's show, I highly recommend you go out and listen to, to every segment of that show, but especially the third segment. I talk about Andrew Kisner versus Yadier Molina and how there's a really good argument, in my opinion, is that Kisner should be starting every day, if not almost every day, um, instead of Yadier Molina. Cardinals did get a win yesterday with Yadier behind the plate, and they lost uh, Tuesday, so I, I get it. We'll see how those stats line up. But Molina, so-so. I'll tell you who got it going on the pitching side of things, though. And that was Adam Wainwright today. Holy cow, is he phenomenal. Only struck out two. We walked one. But you know what the big key factor is here? Two of them, really. He was able to go seven innings. So you had players that were you were able to rest your, your high-leverage guys out of the bullpen. You gave up one hit. Seven innings, Adam Wainwright gave up two base runners. Two. Well, three with an Olin Arnado error in there. Excuse me. Well, that's pretty darn good. Gets his third one of the year. I think he's now 13 wins away from 200. I think he's got a decision in almost every start, it seems like. ERA down to 3.18. He wasn't striking out the world, but he was efficient. I think if the score might have been a little bit closer, I mean, it was uh, 7-0 at the time of his departure. Ended up being 10-0. Maybe you see Wainwright stay in, but you figure, okay, it's 10-0. Let's get McFarland some work. Let's get Naughton some work. Maybe. 
That's a fine. I don't have a problem with it. But I think Maynard probably had more in the tank, if I had to guess. But he was... I wouldn't go as far to say Vintage Wayno, because Vintage Wayno probably gets seven, eight punch-outs. But he was really good, Wainwright. That is non-negotiable, without question. He was exceptional. He was a well-above-average pitcher on Wednesday. You saw... You know, it was a little, little traffic, little a base hit by TJ McFarland, but he was able to get out unscathed. You saw Naughton get again little traffic, two hits, but he got a strikeout and a score on sending the fork. Overall, hold the hold a team, hold a major league baseball team to four hits and walk one. It's pretty darn impressive. And the bullpen, after having one of their first rough nights in a while against Kansas City on Tuesday, really needed a zero. And yeah, you didn't see Cabrera, you didn't see Helsley, you didn't see Gallegos, you didn't see the high-leverage guys, but you still got zeros, and now you have those guys rested, the high-leverage guys rested for San Francisco. Because I think that that's one of the bigger takeaways from this game as well. Because Dakota Hudson was able to go six, but then you saw McFarland get beat around, Woodford gave up some runs late, but you didn't see Helsley, Cabrera, Gallegos, Whitley, you didn't see them in this Kansas City series, in these two games in Kansas City. Because of Dakota Hudson being able to to gut through the hard contact, able to pitch around the nine hits and two walks that he gave up to only surrender three runs, you were able to see the length that Hudson provided you. The length that he and Winnett provided you allowed you to rest your high-leverage guys. We're not going to see McFarlane tomorrow. We're not going to see Woodford tomorrow. They're both probably going to be unavailable. But now you have... Helsley, Cabrera, all the guys that I mentioned, you have the options to go to to get outs. You have the high-leverage guys available against a really good team in San Francisco. A really good team. Especially starting pitching-wise. Holy cow. So, great job stepping up by Adam Wainwright, as well as Dakota Hudson. Dakota Hudson got hit hard. He gave up nine hits. He was able to pitch around it, though, especially it was a bases-loaded jam early in the game that he didn't give up a run. That was huge. So, and he only walked two. I talked about the, the next step for Hudson will be not walking as many batters. He walked two in six innings. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So build off that start right now. Got the walks down. Good. Now keep the walks down and try and avoid all the hard contact and avoid the multiple amounts of base hits. But that's also a point I talked about on Monday or Tuesday whenever I talked about Dakota Hudson. Ground ball pitchers tend to give up a little bit more hits because some ground balls just find holes. Little steps of improvement for Hudson. A leap of an improvement for Adam Wainwright. Oh my goodness, was he good. Next step for him, do that every time. (laughs) It's probably unreasonable to expect him to go seven shutout innings every time. But produce like that every time. Keep your team in the game every single time. In my opinion, that's the biggest job of any starting pitcher to keep your team in the game. Cardinals also saw some new blood with Juan Yepes coming in and getting a couple bloop doubles. That was nice to see. We'll see if he's in the lineup on Thursday. I think he's done a, enough to at least earn a, a thought to, to be in the starting lineup. Arnado continues to rake, and then San Francisco coming up is going to be a real tough series. So we'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But I want to tell you about the best tasting protein bar in all of the market, and that is Built Bar. The best best thing about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. Because with Built Bar, you can have both. And it's easy. All you have to go, all you have to do is go to built.com and order now. 
All Built Bars and Puffs are covered 100% in real chocolate. That means with the Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And if that's not enough, you can get these incredible flavors for the healthiness that they have with 130 calories, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. There are so many flavors to choose from as well. Chocolate, double chocolate, coconut. Go to Built.com right now to search them all. There's new flavors every month. They keep you interested. They make it delicious first and then make it healthy, and they hit every single time. So go to Built.com to get all your favorites and use promo code LOCKED15, that is L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your order. Once again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. You're coming in to make your uh, debut when you come in and you hit a couple doubles. That's that's a pretty good debut and a win in my book. I'm never going to make a major league debut, but if I did, that's how I would want it to go, and that's exactly how it went for Juan Yepes. He was really good. You know, they weren't line drives. They weren't blisters off the bat, but they found holes, and they were doubles. Little things. First Cardinal to ever do that in a major league debut. It's impressive. So we'll see if he's able to stay in the lineup. I think he's earned the right to at least have some consideration in the lineup. I really do. He is raking at the minor league level. He had a home run yesterday, or Tuesday. He deserves some consideration to be in the starting lineup consistently. I truly, honestly, wholeheartedly believe that. We'll see what he can do. If he rakes like he did in in Memphis, or even a little bit, and you pair him with Nolan Arenado, because he rakes, that would be huge. But at the bare minimum, you can only shake things up with the same amount of players so many times before you're still stale, right? Being able to shake it up with Juan Yepes, some new blood in the, in the lineup, that really gets you... That is the definition of really shaking it up, and that's what Ali Marmol wanted to do. And Juan Yepes allows him to do that. And Juan Yepes deserves to be in the major leagues. He deserves to have every shot he has, he, he can get to being an everyday player at the major league level. Period. He's really good. We'll see what he is able to stay in the lineup on Thursday against the Giants. And this, this upcoming series is not going to be an easy one. Cardinals, or excuse me, the Giants lost 3-1 to the Dodgers on, uh, on Tuesday. Rondon, or Rodon got the start there. Well, so the Cardinals could see Rodon in this series. They haven't announced any starters yet. Tonight, they're still playing the Dodgers right now. Uh, Dodgers are up again, 3-1. to one. Starter for the Giants tonight was Alex Wood, so the Cardinals will not see Alex Wood this series. But that means you're going to see Webb at some point this series. For, for the Giants, Logan Webb, really, really good. Uh, but but th- this Giants team is no joke. Th- 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 people are, were saying that last year was a fluke and they're not going to win that many... They might not win 107 games or 108, whatever it was last year, but they're going to be a really tough out in October. Really tough. They're 14 and nine right now, likely going to be 14 and 10. So they'll likely be two games out of the playoff hunt unless they come back to beat the Dodgers. But again, this team is full of pitching, just full of pitching. You've got Rodon, Logan Webb, Alex Wood, Alex Cobb as well. He's he's solid. This is not going to be an easy weekend for St. Louis Cardinals offense. Going to have a more in-depth breakdown on the matchups tomorrow. Hopefully they're all announced. But this is going to be, in my opinion, 
the Mets are playing some pretty good baseball right now, but there, there's a really good argument that this is the best team the Cardinals have faced all year. I understand that the Mets are playing some really good baseball, uh, both now and when they did play them, but this this Giants team is likely the best they've played. Because let's look, I'll, I'll prove it to you. You think San Francisco is better than Pittsburgh? They're not. You think Pittsburgh or Kansas City is better? Misspoke. Do you think San Francisco is better than Pittsburgh? Oh my goodness. Sorry. Do you think San Francisco is better than Kansas City? They're not. Kansas or Oh my goodness, this is really bad. I apologize, everybody. San Francisco versus Milwaukee. Arguable, but I would still say San Francisco is better. San Francisco is better than Miami. San Francisco is a world better than the Cincinnati Reds. And then San Francisco versus Cincinnati, or New York, excuse me. Eh. San Francisco is way better than the Diamondbacks. And we've already established they're better than Kansas City. I apologize for the amount of slip-ups I had in that, in that little phrase. Holy moly. My sincere, like, sincere apologies. That, that was bad. But nevertheless... Point still stands that San Francisco is one of the top teams the Cardinals have played. Top three, minimum. So it's going to be a good test for this Cardinal offense as well as the the pitching as well because this offense is no slouch either. So we'll see how it goes. Let me know your predictions um, on on this series. We'll have a more in-depth breakdown tomorrow. So appreciate the understanding and the willingness to still listen and watch the show. Be sure to listen to Locked on MLB next with our pal Sully as he gives you his take on the baseball world both past and present and future before our pal Sully Luck on MLB is a place where you can watch or listen to Sully, and he does a great job over there. So tomorrow in the afternoon, we'll have an episode out previewing the San Francisco Giants series. It's going to be some late nights this weekend as the Cardinals play out west. So until I talk to you guys next time, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.